0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the AM PM podcast. Today, we're talking about something that's kind of a common theme among e commerce entrepreneurs, and that is like accidental entrepreneurism. And what I mean by that is sometimes we land in these gigs that we never expected to, we didn't plan to, we didn't have the education or the pedigree or the intent. It just happened, and sometimes we find out we're pretty good at it. I know a lot of you have heard my story talking about, you know, being a a full time firefighter and medic and kind of accidentally got into entrepreneurism, then accidentally got into e commerce a lot of the people in this space, like I said, are not just accidental, but they maybe come into a little bit late. It's not like they're 22 years old and they decide this is going to be my career. Like they did other things and fell into this. Our guest today is Elizabeth, AKA Liz. You can find her on social media under Elizabeth Green, but I'm probably going to shorten up and call her Liz. She said she goes by all of it. And she is one of those accidental entrepreneurs, self-proclaimed. She uh, she has a pretty interesting story that we're going to get into today. And, uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot of preparation. I don't know Liz very well. We've only met once. And I'm actually excited to ask her some questions that I'm genuinely curious about. So hope you guys like this episode. Hi, I'm Tim Jordan. And in every corner of the world, entrepreneurship is growing. So join me as I explore the stories of successes and failures. Listen in as I chat with the risk takers, the adventurous and the entrepreneurial veterans. We all have a dream of living a life fulfilling our passions, and we want a business that doesn't make us punch a time clock, but instead runs around the clock in the a.m. and the p.m. So get motivated, get inspired. You're listening to the a.m. p.m. podcast. Liz, welcome to the a.m. p.m. podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. I'm excited for this one.
0: <laughs> Good. A lot of people are terrified, so I'm excited that uh, that you're actually <laughs> thinking this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be great. I'll try to ask you as many awkward questions as possible and make you change your mind.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm just excited to see what my answer is gonna be because I don't know the questions yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: great. So I actually came across Liz. I was at an event up in uh, New Jersey, and there were some people talking about this. Amazing Elizabeth Green, who is running their PPC for their Amazon stores. And I remember I looked over it. I was with one of my friends. And said, "Who's Elizabeth Green?" She said, "I don't, I don't know who Elizabeth is." I'm like, well, I got to figure out who this is because there are so many people out there that claim to do something, whether it's shipping or sourcing or PPC or uh, copywriting, that you know claim to be awesome, but they suck. And when you hear other people randomly saying, "Oh, I've used this person and they're awesome," um, it kind of perks your ears up because that's a little bit unusual. This space, so I thought this is interesting and i got a got basically a meeting set up with liz and and had one conversation with her and turns out she is accidentally operating a ppc agency for amazon sellers so liz do you want to give just like the the 1532nd version of what you're doing currently and what your agency is
1: yeah yeah so 1532nd version is we run ppc for amazon sellers um that's it succinctly. Um, we found that there's a lot of sellers that when they when they get into it, Amazon advertising is becoming like a bigger and bigger piece of the business and it's becoming more and more important to run it and be able to leverage it properly. Um, and so that's where we come in, leverage us, leverage our knowledge without having to keep up with every little update because there's been like two additional targeting types within the last two weeks. Um, so things like that we can keep on top of, we can, we can run instead of you having to make sure to keep up with it.
0: So I want to talk about how you got into this, because this is a very specific thing that not even a lot of people know exists, right? Like not even just selling on Amazon, but Amazon PPC in general. So can you give us just kind of the, a little history of like, how did you end up operating a PPC agency?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's an interesting history and your your intro was very correct in that I, I did fall into it really. Um, I see a lot of other people in the space and sometimes I might feel like a Bit of an outsider although I've never been treated like that. I think it's a mental thing. But um a lot of people say, oh yeah, I've been in, you know, maybe not Amazon PPC is relatively new, all things considered, when it comes to like even e-com advertising. Um but there's a lot of people, oh, yeah, I'm doing like e-com advertising for like 20 years, 10 years, even five years. And they they have this background of you know being in the space, understanding the space. And I don't come from that background. Now my husband's family Um, I married into a very entrepreneurial family. Um, So I do have that support system and I am absolutely blessed. And it's why I am where I am today Um, because I have someone to look at that say they've done it. They know how to do it. Sometimes just having that reference point is, you know, it kind of helps you get over the mental hurdle. Um, But I really, my background is um, a wife and a mom. I think it's kind of funny because I'm at a point in my life There's a lot of people who start with, you know, getting some sort of career going or something. And then, you know, later on they find the family and, you know, the significant other. Um, I got that first. So I'm very blessed in that way. Um, You know, I got married, wonderful husband, wonderful children, and then it kind of fell into this realm of, um, you know, business and building something um, that's outside of just the home where I was before. And so it's been a wild ride. It's been a learning curve. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot. Um, I think grown exponentially in the last couple of years for sure.
0: So let's talk a little bit about that, that being a wife and a mother. That was essentially your full-time gig, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be, to be honest, that's what I always wanted when I was little. Um, I come from a very traditional household. I liked that. That's what I wanted. Um, If anyone asked me growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would, I always said teacher or something that had to do with kids, but to be all in, in all honesty, I wanted to get married and have a family and stay at home. You
0: aspired to be a soccer mom.
1: I aspired to be a soccer mom and I was perfectly happy in that. Um, And you were succeeding.
0: So you were a stay at home mom. You had six kids, right? Yes. And you were actually homeschooling too, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we still homeschool. It's a joint venture now for sure. I, I don't do it. I'm not as hands-on as I used to be. I have help, which is why I can do what I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so all your, your hopes and dreams are coming true. You're a stay-at-home mom, homeschool mom of six beautiful children. You got the hubby at home. How on earth did you go from the soccer mom you know, ambition that you had to running a PPC agency for Amazon sellers?
1: Yeah. Um, it's an interesting story. So, it all stemmed from wanting to have a very together family unit. Um, so, in the beginning of our marriage, we actually were Okay, pa- time
0: out. I'm I- going to pause for a second yes. and tell you this is already sounding interesting to me because you said this business came about because you wanted a together family unit. And most people would argue that a business actually starts to separate a family unit, right? Because there's time and attention disappearing. So mm-hmm. just, just for your reference, like I've already got my radar up. I'm already curious to see how this pans out, but, but go ahead.
1: Yes. So in the beginning of our marriage, my husband and I used to run a paintball field actually. Um, and so we worked together on that Saturday mornings, opening it up. Um, and honestly, we miss it. And someday maybe we'll get back to that, but um, and that can be a side gig for sure, but th- it was a good business. It paid the bills. It wasn't anything you're going to be rolling in, but we were very happy. Um, just through life circumstances, we ended up having to sell the property, um, which you know that's kind of you know the land goes along with it. You need land for to be able to run that business. So that's kind of how that went up. And so for the first time in our marriage, which was only a couple years into it, he actually had to go out and get your typical nine to five job which is what everybody does. It's the norm. But it wasn't our normal. And so I missed having him around. Um, and we've been married, let's see, it's 12, going on 12, maybe 13 years, something like that. So it's been a little while. Um, but I kind of got a taste of what it looked like for someone to go outside the home and work and then come back home. And like I said, that's the norm. Um, but I had a, we had a taste of what it was like outside of that. Um, And so I think we always kind of wanted to get back here. And then right before we started the agency, uh, my husband was still, uh, my father-in-law is a general contractor. So he's still working in the family. There was much more flexibility than if you would, you know, you have to go outside of that. And, you know, so we were very blessed in that way, but it was still, you know, he's still working on job sites. He still has to go out, you know, sometimes, um, it would be long days and then come home. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, we, we had seen something outside of that and we really wanted, you know, we wanted that back again. Um, and so that's kind of where this, Stem from. We we did dabble in, I think we got started having Windows retail arbitrage, you know, going to the store, scanning the things, putting that up. That's very labor intensive. Um, and I don't think I ever personally quite got the hang of that either. So that didn't take off, but, you know, we I think we made some money for it. To be honest, we weren't as good at tracking that. I don't think we lost if it anything we broke even, but, um, and then, okay, so there's this retail arbitrage thing. There's something else called private label. Okay. That's great. Um, so started getting into that and always with this intent of to do something as a family unit to work together and build something that could sustain us, you know, help others. Um, and then just allow us to be together.
0: Let's see how I say this. Like the typical view of a job is that it, it comes between the family, right? So, you know, if, if one of the spouses or one of the, the caretakers, you know, parents have to go out and work, they have to go out and work. Like you can't help that. But if one of them can stay at home with the kids, maybe that creates, especially in a more traditional sense, like a more cohesive family. What you're saying was you got a taste of the idea of actually working together. Like we have to work. We have to have a job. So what you're saying is like you had this paintball field experience where working together it actually brought the family closer, right? So then that ended, your husband is gen- doing general contracting and you felt like there was something missing there. Like like there was a void where he was out doing one thing, you weren't involved with it, You know, you're... I get that. And I've never really heard that explained well. So the arbitrage thing, the Amazon arbitrage thing and, and figuring out how to like resell was an opportunity for you to start working together again while providing for your family.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the intent. It never got to the point of replacing an income. Unfortunately, we never took it that far. Yeah. Um, or we tried to take it that far. Of course, you're getting started. So you're still you're just trying to figure out what is even this world of Amazon. I know it works for other people. Um, we probably should have just bought a course and go full hog on it. It was, all right, let's try this, which is probably not the best way to intentionally dive into something. Um, and then, so that was the same approach we took when we tried pirate label, you know, okay, let's try this. Let's, let's see if this can work. And, you know, the intent was always to replace his income. We figure out if, at the very least, if we can replace the income, we're happy with where we are. You know, we're not we're not going to have a house on the beach and we're not going to, you know, go on vacations every weekend, but we're together and we're happy and we're thriving. And we enjoy having the kids around and, you know, watching everyone grow up. I think one of my favorite things about motherhood is just being able to discover this new personality because as they get older, like this new person emerges and being able to be around that day in and day out is something that, you know, I hope I never take for granted and always, you know, be very blessed.
0: So a lot of people talk about the power of entrepreneurism is to give you the freedom and flexibility to have time to do what you want. You know, you, you want to create a more flexible environment to spend time with your families or, or do whatever you want to do. It could be your hobby. It could be whatever it is. But in your case, you know, we, we talk about family. So in your scenario, it wasn't that, you know, you became an entrepreneur to create more flexibility and freedom. It was more like we have to provide ourselves an income. So if we can do that as a family, then we don't have to create togetherness by having an income like the income is the together- togetherness. Is that right? So like this is all one big happy family project that also pays the bills.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. My Which is crazy. Says- like I've
0: never heard it explained that way.
1: Yeah. So my oldest is 10 and she often says, I need to learn how to do PPC. And I said, eventually. I don't know if clients would be perfectly happy if I told them a 10-year-old was working on their accounts. (laughs) So not yet, but eventually we'll get there. I promise
0: your 10-year-old could do better than a lot of the adults out there doing PPC right now. (laughs) I have no doubt in my mind. Possibly.
1: Possibly. She's smart.
0: (laughs) So you're doing arbitrage. You're doing um, some stuff that wasn't really working. How did how did you actually like discover the fact that, hey, I might be good at PPC and talk to me about how the agency got started? because That's a pretty big decision, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like going out and do arbitrage, that's fine. But when you actually or, or selling anything yourself is, is fine. But when you actually start taking on clients and becoming dependent on those like that adds a whole new level of requirement and stress. So how did you go from eh, we kind of sucked it up at selling arbitrage and private label, but now we're going to develop this PPC agency?
1: Yeah, um so I think we got started mostly because we, there was just a huge need for it. Um I think it's it's like seems to compound year over year the necess- you know the need for just help running PPC people who know how to do the PPC, people who can maximize you know whatever um you're spending on PPC for sure. And so when I got started that that's where it was. Um and then I didn't have, I would say, I didn't really have a lot of t- extra time, if I'm being honest, because I was still homeschooling, still at home with six kids. But you could take snippets of time to take courses or to learn or to talk to others um, and then just learn. So I was aware of the Amazon space and I was aware of Amazon advertising, but then I really started digging into it just full force all day, every day. Any little snippet, any little time, any new course, any podcast, I was reading it. I was internalizing it. You know, I was just growing in it. Um, and then I think as everyone steps into a space, um, there's always going to be that. Am I good enough? Am I doing this? Do I really know how to do this? Can I really, you know, fix this? And in the beginning, my husband was still working. Um, and you know, I was sitting at home just learning it just because he was at the job site. He didn't have time to learn this stuff. Um, where now I've gotten to the point where like, I know what I'm doing. I'm very confident in what I'm doing. I'm very confident where. We're um, providing good service for clients. The feedback obviously is there. You know, We have clients who have stuck with us for a long time and are very happy with the service. So I'm confident in what we're doing. And I think I understand the realm of PPC enough to even start dissecting, um, coming up with strategies or our own bid adjustment systems. Um, but in the beginning, it was just, okay, I need, I need to do this. I need to learn it. Um, and that's where I say I, I grew a lot. Um, and I'm not a person who is very, I'm much more comfortable in the role of the number two. I, I've always been that way.
0: You're telling me you like, you know, being in that support role, not necessarily leadership role, but you're talking about this agency where you're developing this business where you're in the lead role. Yeah. Was that like an uncomfortable thing that you, you woke up one day and realized, oh crap, I'm kind of running this, running this thing.
1: It was, it was. Again, I am absolutely blessed to have the most amazing, wonderful support system around me. Um, I couldn't be doing what I do without it. Um, and then having, having, I told my husband, I said, you're, you're too much of a hype man. Seriously. Like I'm going to get a big head. So having that support system and having someone behind you, this is, I know you can do it day in, day out, and even when, you know, there's there's times you're like, I, I don't think I can do this or maybe I don't know enough to having someone just physically behind you. Cause you can have I mean, I I think the Amazon community and then even the Amazon like agency community is absolutely wonderful. There's so much support and love and sharing of ideas. And I think, you know, there's a real wealth in that. Um but I think sometimes if you can have someone like in the household day in and day out just being that support, um, saying you can do this, you know, don't worry about it. You've got this, you're very smart. Um, cause it's not that I don't think I, n- I know how to do it. I think I have enough confidence in myself to know I can do this. It's just, I know that's not my comfort role. And so I've had to step outside of that. Um, and I think good things have come from that.
0: Do you think you could have actually like gotten this ball rolling without, the support system, because I know you said no. you know deep down, like you're smart enough, like you know that you can do it. But but do you think it was necessary to have someone, you know, whispering in your ear, hey hey, you actually can do this?
1: For me, yes. I think I again, I absolutely admire people who are very self motivated, self starters. Um, out of necessity, I can. But again, that's not that's not where my comfort zone is. <laughs> so uh, for me, I, I think it don't was necessary. think that's,
0: I don't think that's unusual because even the people that do succeed by themselves or it looks like by themselves, they could have done better with support system or the people Mm -hmm. that look like they're out there just killing on their own. They do have a support system. You just don't see it. Yeah. I know that we, you know, as entrepreneurs like to beat our chests and act like we're all awesome. And sometimes we are and sometimes we feel like we're the king of the world. But crap, 30 minutes later, we feel like the whole world is pressing us down. We're not going to be able to stand back up. So I don't think that. It's unusual that you said you need a support system. I think that you're maybe more honest than most <laughs> people are uh, in the entrepreneur world because, you know, we do need support and, and we do have to have someone being our cheerleader and pushing us on or letting us um, vent to them or encouraging us like that all has to happen. So it, it's interesting that your perspective is more, I don't know, I can't say open to that, but like more accepting of the fact that you need that in your life. Because I think that a lot of us need to gain a little bit of humility and admit to ourselves, like, hey, we need to have a community around us. We need to have friends. We need to have family that supports us. If our family doesn't support us, go out and find someone that will. Right. In the last episode, I was talking to Lil Roberts about that. You know, like, hey, if your family doesn't support you, you know, go find someone that actually will help you. <laughs> so, uh, so really, really interesting. So keep going. Talk about, you know, like that growth phase and and did your husband eventually become more involved in the business or, or what's going on now?
1: Yeah. So I think we each found our piece of the business. Um, my, So I often like to say I fell into it and then I fell in love because it turns out I really like it. I get a kick out of running accounts. I get a kick out of coming up with new strategy or um, I get a kick of talking with sellers, internalizing what it is that they need to get out of their advertising and then being able to build something that facilitates that. Um and then it turns out weirdly enough again, I don't come from the corporate world I barely knew spreadsheets in the beginning I knew what they were, but I didn't really know and now I'm at a level, i like weirdly enough, I really like making things with spreadsheets um and I think that's been beneficial because it really helps me I've been able to kind of understand and dissect and be able to Go through and build the connections because everything is kind of siloed in reports. So if you can kind of internalize and be able to make those data connections, see how each of these are influencing each other and maybe come up with systems that can parse, you know, a bunch of different reports and give you the data feedback you need. Um, I I like that. I enjoy it. Um, so even though it feels like this is, you know, gotten bigger and crazier than I ever imagined, um, I'm absolutely happy to be where I am. Um, and so that's like that's my side. I can I can happily sit at a computer for 12 hours. If it's a project that I like, I will sit and I will code a spreadsheet on the weekend because I enjoy it. I like it, it's fun. Um, my husband that drives me crazy. Um he's he has to be working with his hands. He's definitely um, polar opposite of me, so we fit together so well in our in our outlooks in life and our views, but our personalities are like polar opposites. It works so well, but um, so he is very much he's so much more confident than me, and he's actually much better at communication than I am. I, I like to think I've gotten better, but um, sometimes my intent to communicate something may not necessarily come across in how I will communicate it. And he's he's been in like the sales, and you know. Um, he's sold chess He's sold used cars. His family has always been in that world. So he understands the communication and reading between the lines. And, you know, he's, he's, he, he's not pessimistic, but he's very much a realist and can see behind things where I am a serial optimist. And I think the best of everyone. And I give always give of everyone to the benefit of the doubt often to my detriment. So he's like the, no, it, sometimes someone will come to me like, oh, I have this project and this is what we're going to do. I'm like, this is amazing. And he's like, no, you're never going to hear from them again. I'm like, what? Why would you say that? And he's right. He's right. He's always right.
0: <laughs> so you were just talking about this, This, you know, you can sit in front of a spreadsheet for 12 hours and be perfectly happy. How do you do that when you're still, I guess, by definition, a stay-at-home mom, a homeschool mom of six kids? Because I think this is one of the things that that entrepreneurs struggle with all the time is like, hey, we have this drive to make this business succeed. Like you love supporting clients and their PPC campaigns, right? So you have to take on more clients and you have to mm-hmm. grow with them. So how do you balance your time, especially when like your ultimate goal in life is to be like the best mom and, and wife possible, right? So how do you live like the little house on the prairie lifestyle with like the, I don't know, Wolf of Wall Street lifestyle? How do you balance that?
1: Uh, by just integrating everything as much as possible. So where I have my office set up is actually on the same property that we live on. Um, I can walk over here and I can get work done. And if I have 15 minutes in between calls, I can walk over and see the kids playing in the playground. We have the, I have a play set out there. I mean, it's, I think my life is one that I could have never dreamed of and is absolutely wonderful. Um, and then just the support system because if I'm not watching the kids, my youngest, I have twins. They are two and a half year old boys. They're absolutely insane and they get into everything and they're running around. I can't just leave them. Um, You know, the oldest are very helpful, but they're still young enough. They need someone around. Um, But my husband's still around. So we are able to function as a family unit. He can take a piece. I can take a piece. Um, It's become, and that was a natural progression that, you know, it it was very wonderful to walk through. So in the beginning, you know, you don't have as many clients. You're still, you know.
0: Yeah, you could like ease into it. Yeah. You can start making a small adjustment.
1: Yeah. So it was very much an easing into a very natural progression of things.
0: So what's going to happen next? Because your business is continuing to grow and it's a service-based business. So you're going to have to spend more time on it, or at least more focus and attention, but you don't want to leave your roots of mom and wife, like, like family unit. You, know, you want to stick with that. So how are you planning on coping with the continued growth while not sacrificing some of those other things and values that you hold dear?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's that's something I'm still figuring out. Um, I've kind of just been launched myself into the space without any other expectations other than replacing whatever income we have, which we're at that level now. Um, And now I almost feel like it has a life of its own. And I'm just here to facilitate that ride. Where we end up, I'm not sure. Um, As far as my personal focus and what I would like to see, Um, I'm happy to see more clients come because more so, um, that just means that people are interested to work with me. I think I'm still excited every time someone reaches out, um, because it shows that they found me somewhere. We don't do any paid marketing currently just because we're fine with where we are and we're continuing to grow and maybe eventually we'll get there. But um, so if someone reaches out, it means they saw a piece of my content, they saw one of my answers somewhere, they saw something I'm doing and said, you're the person who can help me with my business. And I still think, you know, that's a wonderful gift to have.
0: All right. So Liz, I know that, you know, part of your why for getting into this business is spend time with the family, right? You initially started out like thinking, hey, the paintball years are great because I got to spend time with my husband. Your kids are out there playing on the jungle gym set, they're running around, they're pulling power plugs, <laughs> whatever they're doing in your office there. How do you intend to get the kids involved in the business? Or can you? I know that you've got still got several years. Like, do you have a game plan? Or are you thinking, hey, if they can get involved in the business, that's cool. Otherwise, we'll just support them with the business, but but not try to drag them in as a 15-year-old PPC consultant. You know, do you have a plan or or what are you thinking?
1: Yeah. So the plan is like I said, right now, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, Sometimes I almost feel selfish because I know I'm in here again, you know, I can happily work on spreadsheets and things for hours and I like doing it. So some part of me feels like it's almost selfish to sit here that long and do it, although it is helping support the family at this point. So um, I think Maybe having at least some sense of that is probably not a bad thing. Uh, whether or not the kids decide to get into this, um, to me is entirely their decision. Like I said before, my my ten year old has said something about um, you know, maybe wanting to help out. and if she decides to, that's absolutely wonderful. I would happily teach her anything. But it's never something I want to force them into. Um, my whole point, I think all of um, one of the main reasons why we got into homeschooling, is to allow the kids to pursue whatever passions it is that they've, you know, kind of find interest in. Um, and I think that's one of the beauties of homeschooling. And to me, obviously, you want to have give your kids the best education possible. So, of course, reading, writing, math is so, so important. But to me, I think one of the biggest gifts you can give um, homeschool kids is the ability to learn how to learn. And to if they have a problem or they have something that they want to figure out, to give them the confidence and the knowledge that it is something that you can figure out. It is possible. The information is out there. If you want to put the time in it, the information is not out there. You can go and you can figure it out. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. There's always going to be some other information you can get and you can bring to whatever your current problem is, even if there's not a clean and clear roadmap. Um, so I think that's one of the things my parents gifted me with because I was actually homeschooled growing up. That's part of the reason why I wanted to give that gift to my own children. Um, and so where that journey leads them, I don't know. I'm super excited to find out. Um, my oldest is only 10. So she'll, you know, she's growing into herself. She's discovering her own way, she's discovering what she likes and she doesn't like. Um, and to me, I think that's one of the most enjoyable things as a parent is to be able to. Discover along with them. And I hope I would be a mother who would allow them to decide whatever path it is that they want to go on. Um, and then just, you know, give them whatever resources and back up and be there to your squad.
0: So if you're standing on a stage right now and you're talking to a bunch of potential other stay at home moms, we we'll use them specifically. What is one piece of advice that you would give them maybe if they're thinking about starting a business or getting into business or getting inside hustle, but feel like I can't do this and still support my family? Like, what would you say to people in that scenario?
1: Mm, that's a tough one because I realized that I was blessed to have a support system for sure. For, um, for instance, when I was learning it, the housework was not done very adequately because I was spending a lot of time learning and helping to grow the business. You know, before I had that help come and step in and my husband be able to stay home with us. Um, but he was very generous and he didn't say anything, even though I felt that, you know, I felt, you know, in some ways I might be failing, but I'm growing something else. And, you know, so recognize that there always is going to have to be some trade-off. I think you can have it all, honestly. I mean, I feel like I'm living that. You can have the business and you can have the wonderful family and you can have it all, but you're not going to have it all every day. Each day is going to, you know, maybe this day you spend a little more in the business. Maybe tomorrow the house is a wreck and you need to stay and you need to clean and maybe listen to a couple podcasts on the way and, you know, grow your knowledge base. So there are ways, I think, to multitask. I think that's one of my strengths. Um, and then also a weakness sometimes is because it can be hard to hone in. But I got very comfortable and I can multitask very well. I'm more comfortable with a podcast than right here as I do things. Um, But yeah, so just recognize and give yourself grace and realize that I think I'm starting to learn that life is not always going to be in neat boxes. I think we always tell ourselves that, but we still, you know, all of us, I think, would like to have everything in neat boxes. Um, And I don't think that's ever going to happen. You probably have a day or two where everything's in a neat box and you think great, I got it. And then tomorrow everything falls apart. And it's not that everything is terrible. It's just, it's not all in nice, neat. It's not Everything is all in its place and that's okay. Um, and you're just learning to grow in that. And I think um, being a mom helped me bring the strength because kids change. Um, every single... You know, you go from the newborn stage to the toddler stage and then they start school age and each each level has its own challenges and its own joys. I've always been a planner. I always want to know what's coming next. What's my game plan? Okay, so this worked. But sometimes you just have to recognize that what works in the moment is working in the moment. And that's okay as long as it's getting done. Tomorrow would be nicer if it was a little bit neater. So maybe you'll build on that. Um, but you don't have to mar- have to have tomorrow figured out today. And I think the sooner you can recognize that and then just be okay with that, um, you're going to be a lot better off mentally.
0: Well, we're about to run out of time. We need to start wrapping up. But the question I ask everybody in all these recent episodes now is, you know, as you've had to learn how to be an entrepreneur and learn how to run a business, you've probably taken some advice from those that have gone on before us in the form of books. So if you had to go to your hypothetical bookshelf and pull one book off that made the most profound difference in helping you figure out how to run a business, what would that book be?
1: Yeah, so definitely, um, I think a good book, like I said in the beginning, um, I like to think I communicate well, but sometimes maybe not as much. So how to make friends and influence people, I think is a really good book on learning how to phrase things in a way um, that comes across very well. So I think that's a really good book. Uh, one YouTube video that has, I think i found very influential and one that I keep going back to is um, David Osborne talking on the capitalism.com. I think it was a conference they put on um, and he speaks a lot on. Like, I guess the mindset and how he's found a lot of success because he's actually the largest holder of Keller Williams franchises and he does a ton of other things outside of that. But I guess he lays out very clean, like his roadmap, his thought process, and how um, he's been able to build the life that he has. So I find that very interesting.
0: Great. Good recommendation. I think you're the first person that ever also referenced a YouTube video. So. Maybe we'll get some traffic to that video and they'll go, who the heck is this, uh, this traffic coming from? This is great. So thank you, uh, Elizabeth for being on. I know that, you know, it's, it's not something that a lot of people want to talk about, like in business podcasts, you know, you probably expected us to come on and talk about, you know, dynamic up, down bid variations and all that crap. But, uh, I keep coming back to this thought that like we're all just humans, and sometimes we have to explore like different ideas about how we're going to be humans, or how we're going to be in a family, or how we're going to run a business, or you know how we deal with things. So I appreciate you sharing some of your your personal experience here and some of your personal thoughts, and uh, just kind of being transparent in the way that you're kind of living and setting up your life for the future. So we appreciate that. If people wanted to check out more about you, where could they go on social media? Or do you have a website?
1: Yeah. um, So if they just want to check me out, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook are probably going to be the best ways. Um, I post, I think, more on LinkedIn at this point, but I try to be pretty active on Facebook. Um, And then I guess if you're interested in checking out the business or you know, seeing about working with us, if that's something you need, um, the best way would be our website, which is jungler.com, J-U-N-G-L-R.com.
0: Misspelled jungler, J-U-N-G-L-R.com. All right. Well, thank you for being on list. Thank you all for listening. And of course, as I always ask, please drop us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube, share around if you see fit, and we'll see you all on the next episode.